but sometimes you just can't always get in those workouts. So this is a really great podcast for you to hear that walking does in fact count as exercise. Welcome to the Tara Talk podcast, a place for honest and open conversations to support you in living your best life from the inside out. Join me on this journey of self-discovery as we explore what it means to reach next level badassery and cut through the BS. So tune in, stay a while, and I promise I'll be right here alongside you as we figure the shit out together. How cool was it when walking became the it thing? Remember during early COVID days when there wasn't really anything else to do besides go for a walk or do random body weight exercises at home? And then hot girl walk becomes a thing. And now walking is officially one of the most underrated exercises in the world. I mean, I think it's always been, but maybe that's just me. By going for a walk, you can improve blood flow, lower blood pressure, increase energy levels, burn calories, and enjoy a lot of amazing mental health benefits as well. And while walking does in fact count as exercise, I want to share with you more about total daily energy expenditure and how adding more NEAT into your day can help increase your energy expenditure overall. So the real question is, does walking really count as exercise? And the short answer is yes. Why yes, indeed. Walking is a type of cardiovascular physical activity. Brisk walking is technically considered a moderate intensity, low impact workout that does not exert excess strain on the joints, hips, knees, and ankles that maybe running might do. So then the second question is, does pace actually matter? Now, moderate intensity activity is defined as a metabolic equivalent of 3.0 to 6.0, which is typically a pace of about 2.5 to 4.2 miles per hour. Now I have an under desk treadmill and typically I can work while being on the treadmill at 2.5. That's typically where I feel comfortable typing and talking and moving at the same time. And that is at the low end of like a brisk walking pace, but a growing body of research has shown that the faster the walking pace, the quote unquote, greater the health benefits, but walking is all walking. So it doesn't necessarily matter as much about your pace, at least in the beginning. Now, technically there are studies done that the greatest benefits of walking are those typically done in the three miles per hour range. However, those walking between two and 2.9 miles an hour are still getting a lot more benefits than those people that aren't walking at all. The next question is, do we actually need to take 10,000 steps a day? Well, let me tell you that this is actually a marketing tactic that was made in the 1960s by a company using pedometers. So there is no science supporting this 10K a day, but you probably heard it everywhere. This is like this healthy goal. Some apps and pedometers actually have this like 10K a day as earmarked so that when you reach it, you have some sort of achievement or something dings or like some sort of celebration is in mind. And honestly, as Americans, we sit a lot during the day. We sit behind our office chair. We sit in our car as we're driving to the next thing. We sit on the couch. We sit, we sit a lot. <laughs> So the average steps a day for a, an American is about 4,800. And so when you think of that 4,800 number, you can just double it and say, that's a really great goal to have. However, the research has shown that the more steps a day are better, but even a lower amount can achieve a ton of health benefits. There was a study following more than 5,000 men and women ages 40 years and older for about 10 years and found that those taking at least 8,000 steps a day had 51% lower death rate from all causes compared to those that took 
4,000 steps a day or fewer. So there is no one specific number that we should be hitting every day. However, a good goal to have when I tell my clients is to look at what your average is week over week for at least three or four weeks in a row. Maybe you have a month in your health app in your phone. You can just use your iPhone or your Android, go in the health app and see how many steps a week that you're taking. And then you can utilize that average. Let's just say it's 5,000 and try to increase week over week after that. Now, I don't want you to go from 5,000 to 10,000 the next week. I want you to just increase by about 500 to 1,000 steps average for the week. A lot of times, us as Americans, we're walking a little bit more on the weekends. We're walking a little bit more when we're not working. So the average is what matters the most. So if you are someone that has about 5,000 average a day and you want to increase it, the next week, look at it and see if that average can go to 5,500. Maybe the next week it's 6,000. And maybe when you're looking at month over month, you can see those couple thousand increase over time because that's the goal, right? With anything health and wellness is that we're taking these really small steps to get you closer to where you wanna be. And where you wanna be in general is to move more, sit less throughout the day. And some physical activity, walking is better than none. And so moving your body throughout the day is really helpful. So if you don't have access to 20, 30 minute blocks, you can take a walk before lunch. You can take a walk in the afternoon. You can take a walk on your treadmill inside. It doesn't really matter when and what you're doing, but just try and look at that average for the week so that you can slightly increase it week over week. Not everyone lives in a place like me where it is warm pretty much year round. So I go outside and walk my dog a lot. And it, it's not bad outside and it's you know January at this point right now, it's 62 degrees here in Austin, Texas. So where can you walk? Now, obviously you can walk around your neighborhood if you feel safe doing that. You can walk on a treadmill inside. You can go to a school track. Um, if, you're, if you have some injuries, you're new to walking, you might just start with a school track because there's some cushioned surface, right? And you can just kind of walk some laps around there. Obviously, any sidewalks, um, any place that feels really safe for you to walk on, um, just be aware of people around you. I've heard of people literally going on walks at the mall. This is actually a pretty popular choice for like off shopping hours. It can provide a temperature controlled environment and it has a flat, predictable surface. You know exactly what you're going into. And there are some stairs that you could potentially walk up and down in. Um, I've talked about treadmills. I have an under desk treadmill. I will walk on it while I'm working. There are also, you know, you can get to a gym and you can just walk on the treadmill there. You can also have a normal treadmill. You can walk on it there. Uh, it doesn't necessarily matter if you are at an incline or not. Obviously it makes it a little bit harder and your heart rate will go up once if there's more of an incline. Also if the speed increases, but all walking is good walking and it's really great exercise for you. So one of the things that um, women specifically deal with sometimes is that they don't feel safe. And um, I, I would always suggest that you dress comfortably, find a well-lit area, walk during daylight hours, potentially wear some reflective gear, especially if you live in a city where there's a lot of cars and traffic and buses and all the things. Uh, if you can walk with someone, maybe walk with your phone or put headphones in so you can talk to someone while you're walking or listen to a podcast or something. But either way, it's really accessible to 
call someone if you need to. Make sure that you stay hydrated as always. And really try to stay off your phone and texting while you're walking because that takes away from some of the awesome mental health benefits that you can get from walking. But also it's a really easy way to trip, fall, not know what's going on. Um, just get off balance. People run into you, that kind of thing. So walking is obviously a really great exercise. It's the easiest thing that people can do just at any time. It really doesn't matter how long. It doesn't matter how fast. It doesn't matter how often. Well, I guess that's the one thing. Just try and get out there as much as possible or try and move your body as much as possible. And this relates to the second part of our podcast, which is all about NEAT and how it relates to total daily energy expenditure. And now NEAT is an acronym. I'm not just saying like be neat and tidy. I want you to understand that NEAT is non-exercise activity thermogenesis. And basically it describes calories burned by movements we make when we go about our daily business. So if you're watching this on YouTube right now, you see that I use my hands a lot. <laughs> I'm a fidgeter. I am a mover. And this is all kind of a part of NEAT. NEAT includes all physical movement in our life that isn't planned exercise or sports specific or sleeping, breathing, honestly, and eating. Your metabolism is always working to burn energy. During periods of higher activity, your body will burn more calories than when you are at rest. But even at rest, your body is always expending energy. This is important how you burn energy or expend calories, which is called total daily energy expenditure, another acronym, T-D-E-E. And total daily energy expenditure, if you look at it as like a pie, a pizza pie, it can be organized into really three distinct categories. And they're not broken up evenly. So listen to this. The first category is basal metabolic rate. So many acronyms in today's podcast. BMR is known as your resting metabolic rate or RMR. It's the amount of energy the body uses to support the functions of the organs and physiological systems. It compromises about 60 to 75% of your total daily energy expenditure. And the three organs most responsible for burning calories at rest are your liver, your brain, and your skeletal muscle, which burns about 27 19 and 18% of your RMR. It's worth noting that the brain alone uses one fifth of your RMR, which also helps explain why sometimes you don't think as clearly when you're hungry. So think about this right now, 60 to 75% of your total daily energy expenditure, meaning how many calories that you are burning and energy that you're expending on a daily basis is already done just by living, like just being a, a human being. Okay. So keep that in mind, 60 to 75%. The second category is the thermic effect of food. And maybe you've seen this somewhere, TEF. This is the energy that the body uses to convert the food into more energy or move it to a location to be stored typically as fat for use at a later time, making about 10% of your total daily energy expenditure. Now let's put those numbers together. This is our pizza pie. Our pizza pie has 60 to 75%. Let's just call it 65 uh, to keep it even. Let's just call it 65. But 60 to 75% is just you living, BMR, basal metabolic rate. And then 10% of that is what your body does when you're actually consuming food. So we are at 75%. 
of your total daily energy expenditure, literally just by eating normal foods and living. Okay. Now this last little chunk, about 25%, but remember with that first one being 60 to 75, this is about 15 to 30% of your total daily energy expenditure. And that is the thermic effect of physical activity. We're in the fitness part of our pizza pie, thermic effect of physical activity. So when it comes to your thermic effect of physical activity, there are really two different distinctive things that you can do for your physical activity for that last little piece of the pie. It is planned exercise and neat, non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So 15 to 30% of your pizza pie is your physical activity. That's it. And I keep coming back to this because out of your entire day, if for some reason you can't get in your workout of the day, it's not going to work that day. There's an obstacle in your way. You can't get in your workout. It's only 15 to 30%. So if you take things like walking or like neat, which I'll talk about in a second, you can actually finish up that pizza pie, that 100% of your total daily energy expenditure with this other non-exercise stuff. Isn't that awesome? Isn't that exciting? Now, obviously exercise is a very important part of physical activity. It can burn hundreds of calories at a time. And when you strength train, you get more excess post-exercise oxygen consumption, that EPOC that I was talking about earlier because that is when your body burns after exercise is complete. And when you strength train, you get so much longer on that epoch so that I can remain in that normal state. So for example, if you get into strength training and you've been doing it for a while, you can actually work out a lot less than maybe you were in the past and have a really solid physique and feel really healthy and happy because of that epoch, of that post-exercise energy burning for it to return to normal state. Really exciting. Just another benefit of strength training. I'll probably just throw those little nuggets in every single podcast I do. (laughs) All right. So we have our planned exercise, which obviously is our workout of the day. It's something that we plan. It's our sport. And then there's NEAT non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So remember that 15 to 30% planned and neat. Both of those are actually in the same category. They're not even split up, which is why it's really important to note that if you do miss that workout, neat can, can include both. Okay. How can you increase your neat? First and foremost, you can do what I'm doing right now. If you're watching on YouTube, you know that I'm standing. I always stand for my podcast. Anytime you stand at all, you might take more trips to go to the bathroom. You might sway around a little bit more. You may dance. You may jump over to your coworker's desk or your husband right next to you and ask him to do something. You're just more likely to actually move around your body more. Other ways can include taking the stairs, parking in the furthest parking spot and walking to the grocery store. Drinking a lot of water, so you have to pee. You got to get up and pee. You know, breaking up your day, creating a habit of that by also doing chores, cleaning, playing with your kids or your dogs, uh, turning up some music and having a dance party, obviously dance break of the day. And then any other transportation besides that parking, you know, in your furthest parking spot, obviously walking somewhere, um, biking to work, 
or just meeting a friend for a walk. Remember how important walking is. Neat is such an easy way to get your body moving even without exercise. Please focus less on the amount of steps you get in the day and more just about being on your feet more. And honestly, that comes with time just as we want to increase our step count. We want to increase our NEAT and it may feel weird in the beginning, but you'll get so used to it that at this point right now in my day, I probably sit for one hour of like a six to eight hour work day. One hour in total, I am sitting. I am on my feet um, standing. I am walking on my treadmill or dancing around. Yeah, that would be my third one. <laughs> but I am so much more on my feet than I am sitting and it feels so much better. Honestly, this also allows me to get in more stretching and mobility throughout my day because I just feel like I want to move. And so this is a really great way to do that. All right. So some things to consider when you are looking at your total daily energy expenditure, your NEAT and walking counting as exercise. First thing, have you ever had walking in your routine as like a part of your day? Has it ever been a habit that you just go into that you're like, oh, this is kind of a part of my day? Have you ever specifically thought about unplanned or spontaneous movement as exercise? Where do you feel like you can add some of this in your day right now? Oftentimes people think that planned exercise is the only way to exercise and that nothing else really counts. But I want you to really think if you were to add more movement throughout your day, whether that is walking, dancing, playing with your dogs, kids, having sex, doing things that bring you joy, that is still movement, would you still consider that exercise? And the fact of the matter is, yes, it's all included. So of course, I want you to strength train. I am a coach that gives you confidence in the gym so that you can feel confident in any every other aspect of your life but sometimes you just can't always get in those workouts. So this is a really great podcast for you to hear that walking does in fact count as exercise and that there are so many other ways to move your body and get in that movement without that planned exercise. So I hope this inspires you to get out the door, bundle up, get in your walk of the day, or maybe even get your under desk treadmill so you can be a twin like me and walk and work at the same time. If you're looking for a movement program or a coach to support you, not only in your movement, but in your mindset too, I have you covered. Join the TL method for a free week and receive workouts geared towards strengthening and connecting deeper with your body. Or you can apply to work with me one-on-one -on -one and receive even more support on your movement, mindset, and food journey. I am taking a couple more clients this month in January. And thank you so much for listening. Thanks for coming to this Tara Talk. I hope you're taking something away from this episode. And if so, I would love to hear about it. You can connect with me at the Tara Talk and at Tara LaFerrara on Instagram. A few ways you can help support the show and help spread the word. You can share it on Instagram, tag at the Tara Talk and at Tara LaFerrara. Send an episode to a friend and please leave a review if the show is resonating with you. It takes just a few minutes and it means so much to help this show grow and it helps me to continue to bring on badass guests for all of us to learn and grow from. I am so happy you're here and excited to be on this journey with you. Until next time, be a badass with a good ass.